So I don't know about you, but I was really excited about 40 days of community, and I was really pleased uh, this week when we received some of the feedback uh, from what's happened. Uh, Kath, we've gone through the feedback. Uh, actually, it's mainly Catherine when I say we. Uh, but she let me know uh, what she found out. On, a, on an average rating of five, with five being excellent about people found the whole experience, the average from all the feedback forms was 4.04, which is pretty, pretty good. So I was really, really encouraged by that. Again, I said it earlier, but if you did uh, miss 40 days of community, you really, you really missed out. There's also some really uh, encouraging comments in there. People, a lot, quite a few people said it was great to worship together as a whole church community. You know, people from all the different commu- uh, com- congregations came together. Other people said it really helped me get to know and deepen relationships with more, have deeper relationships with more people. It gave me time to learn and reflect. Challenged me to put my faith into action. And we even had the comment that somebody said it helped me regain my faith which is just really, really encouraging and pleasing. I've said, I said before 40 Days of Community started and during it that coming together as a community really does help everybody. It helps us uh, grow in our faith because we have, get to know people better and they can support and encourage us on our journey of faith with Jesus. But it also helps our community grow in number as we uh, become a community that loves and cares for one another and supports one another in living uh, lives different to those around us in the world, encouraging us to share that good news uh, with other people. And this morning, as we look at this this really famous passage from uh, the end of uh, the Gospel of Matthew, we're going to be looking at the last words that Jesus spoke, words that are called the Great Commission to his disciples. And these words of Great Commission have two main ideas in them. They talk about being a community that's united and a community that shares its faith with others. So they're kind of the two main things that we're going to be looking at this morning in this passage as we sort of celebrate finishing 40 Days of Community and look how these words of Jesus can really, really help us. We're just going to take a step back and do a little reminder about the 40 days of community. I should have said as well, do keep the Bibles open on page 1001 uh, if, if, you, uh, if you would like to. But uh, let's just remind ourselves about the significance of 40 days. I wonder how many of you can remember the launch talk that I gave just before 40 days of community began and the passage we looked at then. It was about eight weeks ago because we had a little break for half term, halfway through 40 days of community. If you can't remember, let me remind you what I talked about, just in case you were struggling. At the start of 40 days of community, we looked at how Jesus began his earthly ministry. After he was baptized, he went into the wilderness for 40 days. And we looked at how doing that prepared him for ministry. You'll also remember as we did that, I shared with you something about the significance of the number 40 in the Bible. Because the number 40 is mentioned quite a few times in, in lots of Bible stories. The great flood, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, didn't it? Do you remember Moses was up on the mountain collecting the Ten Commandments, the stone tablets from God? He was up on the mountain for 40 days with God. The Israelites were in the wilderness for 40 years before they entered the Promised Land. The established kingdom of Israel 
was founded on its first three kings, each of whom reigned for exactly 40 years. Elijah, the prophet in the Old Testament that called the people to turn back from their sinful ways and turn back to God, fasted for 40 days to try and make his point. And as I already mentioned, at the start of Jesus' ministry, Jesus fasted for 40 days before he went into his ministry. And the words we're looking at today are actually uh, the final words that are recorded to Jesus saying on his 40th day after his resurrection and he ascended into heaven on the 40th day. They're the final words that Jesus spoke at the end of another 40-day period. All the events of 40 days in in the Bible are, are associated with the end of one era and the beginning of something new. And so these words that Jesus spoke to his disciples at the end of this uh, final 40-day period for him are words to keep his disciples, uh, give them instructions on what they're supposed to do next on this new era, this new period that they are entering into. So I'm hoping this morning that as we unpack these words, they will be words of encouragement for us to keep going in our relationship with God and know what we're supposed to keep doing after we've just finished our 40 days of community. During our 40 days of community, part of what we were doing together was unpacking and exploring different aspects of what it meant to be a disciple of Jesus. We looked at many different verses uh, from the Bible and we wanted to prepare ourselves to be the type of community that that God wanted us to be. And we looked at the need to go after this life of love, a community that reaches out with grace and truth, a community that cares for one another with compassion and encourages us to grow. And these are things that are not just things for a season, but biblical truths to try and base our lives upon. And that's what Jesus actually did before he spoke these words at the end of his 40 days. Before that, we're told, so I've told you to keep your finger in uh, page 1001, I think it was. Do turn over a few pages. I want you to take you quickly to the end of Luke's gospel, uh, to page 1062. I want you particularly to look at verses 32 and 45 in there. So, verse 32, it says this, they asked each other, were our hearts not burning within us while he talked to us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? This is two of Jesus' uh, followers who had just been speaking to Jesus as they travelled, although they didn't realise it was Jesus until they sat down and had a meal with him at, at the end. And then they reflected on their journey. Jesus had opened and revealed God's words to them, words that that they knew, but he'd really, really explained it so they could understand it better and were able to live by it. Also, look what he did to his disciples. If you look at verse 45 now in the final chapter, when Jesus appeared to the eleven, not the twelve, obviously, because Judas was not there anymore, uh, we're told uh, he appeared and reassured them, and then it says, Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. 
Understanding God's word and what scripture uh, says plays a crucial role for the disciples in what Jesus is about to equip them or challenge them to go and do. Not just for their own sake, but for our sake also, as we will see. If they were going to fulfill this command of the Great Commission, they needed to have an understanding of God's words and what they meant. And that's why in 40 Days of Community, we encouraged you to do daily, to, to read the, the daily devotional, to spend a, a time each day unpacking at least one verse and, and, and seeing what relevance that could have to your life. It's why we have a Bible reading and a sermon at every service on a Sunday. Because knowing scripture and understanding its relevance to our life is really, really important. When we get that, it can make our hearts burn with joy as we come to get to know God better and put our trust in him and the words that we spoke. And it's a crucial thing for us to all have an understanding of if we're going to go and uh, live out this great commission as we look at these final words that Jesus spoke. So what did Jesus say in these final words of the great commission? Turn back now to, uh, in your Bibles if you want to, uh, to the end of the Gospel of Matthew. So Jesus had gathered all the 11 disciples around him. They would uh, un- had an understanding of the scripture. And then Jesus says these words to them. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Let's just pause here for a second. Jesus has gathered them together and he's making this grand announcement. And he starts by these incredible words about the power and authority he has. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. It's mine, is what Jesus is saying. Not just a little bit of power or some power or quite a lot, but all authority. If I was there listening to those words, I can imagine Jesus perhaps leaving some kind of dramatic pause after that line. And I'd be thinking, yes, Jesus, you, you preach it, you go for it. What are you going to do now? Are you going to go, back to, go to heaven and come back with your army and let everybody know, establish uh, your kingdom so everybody can see you? Everybody knows you're God's son. What are you going to do? How are you going to make this known, Jesus? What are you going to do? What I don't think I'd have imagined is the next line of him saying this. Therefore, you go and make disciples. Despite all of Jesus' teaching, because I can be quite slow sometimes, I think that line would have come a bit of a surprise. Even in Jesus' teaching and when he was around, he got his disciples to go out and share the news of the kingdom and to heal people before his crucifixion. I still think those words would have come as a bit of a shock to me. You make it known. I'm going to entrust this incredible news to you to share. And these words become particularly relevant to all of us too because if you are a follower of Jesus, if you've put your trust in him, then this commission to make Jesus known is also a command for you to obey. Because we'll look at it in a bit more detail later on. He told his disciples, to, as they go and make disciples, to get them to obey everything Jesus said. And this is one of the things that Jesus said, to go and make disciples. It's a circular argument, but you get where I'm going with it, yeah? So it's words 
for us. So let's look at a few of the words in here. Go and make. First thing he said was go and make disciples of all nations. Two things I want to say about this particular phrase. This is a command to share the news of Jesus in an active way. It's about actively seeking to share your faith. Jesus did not instruct his disciples to go home and hope that somebody will notice you're a Christian. It's about actively finding and going out and making ways, finding ways to make the truth of Jesus known into sharing it with the world. In the same way that a football fan doesn't go to a football match hoping that somebody might notice what team he's supporting, he or she is supporting. But they'll often wear the shirt, won't they, or the scarf or the hat or a combination of all of them. They will cheer for the team that they're supporting. They will get upset, perhaps, when their team is losing. It will be clear who they support when they are going on that journey and doing that, often at great cost to them, because football can be really expensive to watch. But Jesus wants his disciples to be active supporters of him, to live for him and to show it in their lives, in our actions and our words, even if at times it is costly. Yes, we need to go about sharing our faith in the right way so we don't put people off unnecessarily or are too in people's faces. But we don't just need to sit back and hope. We need to go and make. The second thing I want to pull out from this opening phrase uh, is the the, the final part of it, uh, to all nations. This phrase could actually really, really easily be translated uh, to all people groups, because that's, that's probably more literally what it's like in, in the original. This command is about taking the news of Jesus to everyone. It's not about making sure it's in every single nation around the world. It's about making sure it's with all different people groups in all different nations uh, around the world. So it doesn't let us off the hook here if we're not called to be a missionary overseas. Maybe some of us are, but actually most of us won't be. But what we are called to do is make Jesus known into all the different people groups, communities, places that we are a part of. So that's a really good challenge just from that opening line, I think, for all of us at the end of this 40 days of community, to be a community that, having known what uh, the type of community that Jesus wants us to be, to go out and share this great news with people around us. Just really, really quickly about the baptizing uh, line after them. So after that, Jesus says, baptizing them uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I just want to say really, really quickly, if you are a follower of Jesus and you haven't been baptized, then you should be, (laughs) because that's what Jesus says here. If you're a disciple, if you're a follower of Jesus, accept him and you haven't been baptized, just come and have a chat with me at the end and we can talk a little bit more about it. you don't have to know everything about Jesus to be baptized. You just have to trust him as your Lord and say, once you're a disciple, you should be baptized. It's not about living up to a certain standard. It's about trusting Jesus. So, but in the interest of time, I'll move on. So what next? Go and make disciples and baptizing them. Then what are you supposed to do once you are a follower of, of, of Jesus? Once you are a disciple, he says, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. 
earlier on in my talk, I've already uh, mentioned the importance of spending time in God's word uh, and letting them burn deeply down in our hearts. And that's because they're really important to know to, and learn and understand. Jesus wants us to know his words, uh, obey them and live by them. Let me read you those words again. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. It's not just know a little bit and you'll be okay. But Jesus wants us to take in his words and know everything about them and obey them, live by them. Let me just make an observation about that. I think discipleship, which is simply growing in our understanding of Jesus and what his words mean, is a lifelong process. We will all make mistakes along the way. And Jesus doesn't expect us to know all of his words and all of what he says straight away. But what he does want us to do is to go on a journey exploring, learning, trusting them, and growing with them. Because they are the words of life. They are the words that give life to us and to others. I do think the way Jesus said these words in the Great Commission were really, really deliberate. Go and make their disciples. Once they know about me, baptize them. And then after that follows that instructions to teach them to obey everything. But we believe in Jesus and then we respond by valuing Jesus' words in our life. Taking them into our lives and living them out and going on this journey together to make him known in our lives and in the lives of other people. I don't know about you, but that does seem like quite a big challenge, quite a daunting challenge. We're to go and make disciples, you know, collectively to all the different people groups in the world. And we're also, as we do that, we're to obey everything Jesus taught us and commanded us. That seems like quite a big task to me and quite a scary task. But we're not left on our own to do it because Jesus didn't stop there. There's one uh, final phrase that Jesus said at the end of this. A phrase that I believe can give us comfort and confidence that Jesus' commission is not going to be an impossible task for us. And indeed, it wasn't an impossible task because from those 11, we have the church of millions and millions and millions and millions of people all around the world in all the different nations at the moment. But what is that final phrase? Jesus says, and surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus did not leave us on on our own, but let us all know we are part of his big community. Jesus is talking here about the gift of his spirit, the Holy Spirit that he was going to give to his disciples. The disciples had to wait in Jerusalem after Jesus uh, ascended into heaven to receive it. But it's a gift that every single one of us in this building, if we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, have with us and in us right now. And it's a gift that can give us the, the confidence that these words and instructions of Jesus are words and instructions that can be fulfilled. Words that can make a difference not only in our lives, but also in the lives of people around us because God is with us and in us in each moment, not just when we're here in church, but when we're wherever God takes us. And it's a voice that can guide us, 
that we can listen to and help us in all different situations. Another, uh, the other gospel, the gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus says this about the Holy Spirit. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. When we take the time to read God's word, to spend time in prayer, the Holy Spirit helps to guide us and know towards the truth and to know it. We've been doing that a bit in 40 days of community, and I want us to continue to do that as we go on. In a moment, we're gonna, I'm going to finish, and we're going kind of, to respond by singing uh, the 40 Days of Community theme song. We sung it every week during the, the midweek sessions. So if you weren't there, it may be new for some of you. And in case you didn't know, Stephen actually wrote this song for us to sing during 40 Days of Community. And the message uh, of the words that are in this song convey about this good news, the good news that we have to share with the world. We have a God that wants to make it known to the world, and we have a God that doesn't leave us on our own, but rather we have Christ in us and living in us in each moment, equipping us to share and make this good news known. During this song, you're also going to get a little souvenir here for you all to take home. No expense spared, but you're going to take one piece of Lego. The service coordinators are going to uh, come around and share that with you. It's in a box behind me, which has got a picture of the church on. And this is to remind you, really, that as you take this and carry it home, that you are a reminder that you are God's community wherever you are, that you are part of God's plan to build his kingdom and let people know about his rescue, rescue plan. You may not feel like you have an important role to play or an important part, but actually you do because bricks make incredible buildings, don't they? I don't know if you've been into a Lego store recently, but you can make incredible things with, with Lego today. But the incredible Lego models are just made by bricks, by people working together to build them. And that's, I think, a great picture for us and what God wants us to do, is he wants us to be our brick, <laughs> to be a brick, to go and take him out into the world and know that we are part of a whole, know that we are building something incredible. And I do believe that something, God will do something incredible amongst us if we all trust him and we all know we have a part to play to take his good news out into the world. So what I'd love you to do is take your Lego piece, and if you want to, if you use Twitter or something, take photos or something. Share the news of where you are being God's community this week. And may it be a reminder to you also maybe to pray and make the good news of Jesus known in that place. So I'm going to pray, uh, and I'm going to ask, well, why don't you stand, in fact, then I'll pray. You might like to listen and uh, reflect as Stephen sings these words or do join in as well. But let me just pray and then the Lego will come round to you all.